0: Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Howard Drukarsh. I've been a successful realtor in Canada's largest market for over 30 years, and in the latter part of my career, I co-founded Canada's largest independent brokerage, Right at Home Realty, with a roster of over 5,600 agents and growing. In 2020, I retired to start this podcast, and it's been a remarkable opportunity to meet fascinating and highly successful guests in real estate and related fields, and today's guest is exactly one of those people. It's Soraya Yen from Austin Birch. Soraya, welcome to the, our podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Howard. I'm so excited to do this. I've watched all your podcasts, and this is just an absolute gem. And I'm uh, really excited to have this opportunity today. Thank well, you. great.
0: And, you know, we talked a bit getting this set up. Now, I knew you'd be a great guest. Lots of enthusiasm, and you have a fantastic background. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through these things so I don't miss anything. Um, for starters, um, it's been nine years that you've been uh, successful in, in the pre construction business, having been responsible for 9,000 pre construction condominiums with a value of over $7 billion. Um, you, you were vice president of sales, uh, you were vice president of sales and development, or you are at uh, Austin Birch, but previously at Kuzian Real Estate. And also prior to that, you were vice president of new sales and development at PSR Brokerage. So you know this business as well as anyone. And and I think it leads to, we could have talked about it later, but why don't we talk about the award that your company just won? Um, It's the BUILD Award, if those don't know, those who don't know BUILD, BUILD is the building industry land development organization. Um, Basically, builders and people around builders belong. And they have uh, uh, this enormous event once a year where they give out awards for all different areas of pre-construction. And the award that Austin Birch won, um, Saray and her team, was the best sales uh, team for mid and high rise. Uh, Why don't you talk about that? Because I think that's fascinating
1: sure thank you and we are so proud of this achievement um all of those uh, the accolades that you've just mentioned i do have to attribute to to such an incredible team uh i've actually been blessed to have been able to work with um, almost the same team over all of those years, and on almost all of those projects we've worked together um, on—you know—launching, sales, admin, all the the back end stuff, and of course, working very closely with the development teams prior to and, and after launch. So, it's uh, it's truly uh, you know just come full circle now that we've won this award together after so many years of working together. Um, you know, we are. Uh, so appreciative to see the other nominees and all of these incredible development teams that are in the industry that were up, you know, for Build Awards as well. So to be able to win was truly something remarkable, and it was just uh, you know so sweet to be able to win that with the team I've been working with over the last nine years. And, and, so, you know,
0: yeah. and for those in pre, those that are work in the pre-construction industry. To win an award is really quite an accomplishment because the competition is so keen. I mean, people really, really work hard, you know, on behalf of the developers to, to help them uh, with their projects. But, but um, you know, I, I remember being at that, that dinner and the quality is spectacular. So, you know, good for you and good for your team. And I'm sure it, it bodes well for next year. It, uh, it's quite an accomplishment. Um, I Thank want to get know. into some questions about you, but the the question that came to mind was about the actual name of the company, Austin Birch. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come about? What's that? What's the derivation of that?
1: We get a lot of questions, and actually, you wouldn't you would never be able to guess unless you really knew us um, closely. So uh, we do our the presidents of our company, uh, Eric Kuzian and uh, Jamie Sarner, uh, Funny enough, you know, we all work together in trying to come up with a name, but they they were. Um, Working on, uh, you know, many different options with uh, an incredible team in New York. Uh, but what it came down to really, uh, is simply as, as put as uh, the names of their streets. So, uh, Eric lives on Birch and Jamie lives on, uh, Austin Terrace. And it just went together and, uh, and formed such a, I, I don't know, we, we really like the name. It sounds nice. It, it works and it's, uh, Received a lot of great feedback, so that's that's the uh, <laughs> the source from the from of the name.
0: Well, it is you know it's interesting. It is a great name. That's why I asked the question because there was something about it. Um, and now that we've answered the question uh, on this podcast, you may not have to answer it as many times. That's the secret, <laughs> <All right. laughs> the secret's out. Okay, so <laughs> let me ask this. This is a question I like I like to ask because people in business uh, in the real estate and development business have to be somewhat entrepreneurial to say the least so were, were there entrepreneurs in your family
1: there were you know it's it's an interesting question I I guess so my my background is I'm uh, I'm half Chinese and my mother is Icelandic so my father is Chinese and I do have a bit of a similar story to a lot of Torontonians that uh Uh, have come from, I I grew up in Toronto, I was born in Toronto, but my family on my Chinese side um, came over, immigrated to Canada, and started, you know, of course, had a wonderful life back in China, but they started from scratch. And I'm sure, um, you know, a lot of people can resonate with this, because we're seeing so much immigration coming to Toronto and Canada. And a lot of uh, my family had to start completely from scratch. And uh, I'd say, you know, I guess that's probably where our entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirits come from. You know, it's it's a hard work to get started in a new country. And so I definitely, uh, you know, look at my aunts and my family with such so, so much admiration to have come and you know, start their businesses and build their life and build their portfolios to, uh, you know, living very successfully now. So um, I think that resonates with a lot of people who have had to come over and, you know, start fresh and come to Canada and build a life here. And so I would definitely say that that's been a lot of my inspiration is from looking up to my aunts and my uncles uh, who've had to come over and start from an even harder place than I've had to start from.
0: I, th- I think when, when people, you know, uh, look at immigrants, they may not recognize it takes such courage to leave and to come to a new country, to start a new life. Um, and certainly in Toronto, I think it is the most multicultural city and definitely in Canada, maybe in North America, maybe even the world. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's unique in that way. And, and I think, uh, you know, families like yours have contributed in immense ways. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the developers we, we've talked to come from the same sort of backgrounds. You know, and right. they've made great careers. So that, that's a that's a really good answer to the question.
1: Well, thanks. And we, we see people every day, you know, because we're selling so many units. We get to learn the stories. And mm-hmm. it's truly remarkable what everyone's story, you know, comes from and where everyone comes from. And it's, it's really uh, great to be able to see how Toronto is growing this way.
0: And talk about stories. What what did you do before real estate? Because I'm sure there was some career ahead of that, or was there?
1: Believe it or not, I've actually been in real estate, you know, for so many years, almost as long as my entire working career. So that, believe it or not, I know I said I, I've worked in the pre construction industry for nine years, but I actually loved real estate my whole life and was always inspired by. You know, you know, going to open houses and watching some of my family members buy and sell and and kind of continually advance and with their portfolios and and bigger and nicer homes. And I loved that. So I actually right out of high school just decided, you know, this is for me. And I love resale. I love homes. And so I started there. I actually started with resale and I worked um, as a resale agent in Vancouver for many years. Uh, and then I started working with a developer in Vancouver. Um, well, it's not just right, just outside of Vancouver, uh, and it was a really amazing experience. I actually didn't launch the project, but I worked on the remaining inventory and realized how much I loved the pre-construction process. Hmm. So when I moved to Toronto, um, I uh, I didn't completely intend on on landing where I have, and I uh, started you know, getting back into resale and realized, you know, this was a great opportunity to jump back into pre-construction. And then, you know, the story unfolds from there. But uh, I've always I've always been in, in real estate.
0: Wow, it's great. You know, I mean, that's that, that on its own is unusual, because as you know, a lot of times it's a second career or a third career, but you knew about it uh, that early in your life. So, you know, that's uh, that's a real blessing, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. look at how happy you are doing it even now. So it, it was a good. It was a good tie in. What was the first project that you worked on?
1: The first project? Well, I would say probably uh, a project. It was called 60 Colborne by Freed Developments. Uh, It was, you know, when I had moved back, I did take a little bit of a break, of course, in between all of this real estate. Uh, I'd take, you know, some breaks here and there to travel the world and kind of learn different things. And I had, you know, a few side jobs. But when I came back to Toronto and I knew that this was exactly what I was going to do About you know, close to nine years ago now, um, it was uh, 60 Colborne. Mm-hmm. And 60 Colborne is a project that's down in the St. Lawrence Market neighborhood, sort of just bordering the financial district of downtown core. Uh, and it was just, you know, it's such a, a, a wonderful project in my heart, because it was the first. And uh, it was it's still it, to see it, you know, up now with people living in it. And, you know, perfect, uh, sort of piece to finish off that area. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I feel, I'm so glad that that was my first project.
0: And Colburn's a nice little street in the midst of all the busyness. It's not it one is. of the busier streets. And it's, you know, I know I know the street and I kind of know roughly where that is. And uh, it'd be a nice project to work on because it, it's just a, a good area of the city, right? It's really kind of
1: cool. Uh, we had this incredible sales center on site that was... Uh, temporary structure, but it was completely made out of glass. Uh, And it was almost like a, you know, you wouldn't even want to call it a trailer. It was just this piece of, uh, I guess, a base with all, you know, floor to ceiling glass. And so, you know, during... Uh, It looked beautiful, but of course, during the summer and winter months, the temperatures were a little extreme,
0: (laughs) but otherwise, (laughs) we
1: had perfect views, uh, you know, north towards that St. James Church, and we'd Uh, listen to the church bells every 15 minutes, and and then, of course, all the heritage buildings that surround the the site, so it was really a beautiful place to sit uh, and get started, uh, you know, in in pre-construction real estate.
0: Really nice, Mm -hmm. and and pre-construction has changed. I mean, it's changed in the last couple years, but from when you started, um, let's call it the marketing side of preconstruction. What, what do you, what do you, how would you describe what it was like nine years ago and what it's like in twenty twenty one? What wow, are the big it's
1: changes? significantly changed. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, I could say even in the last year, it's changed significantly. Uh, but I would say, you know, from, from the beginning, from back, you know, if you had bought real estate pre-construction 10 years ago, the process was a lot slower. Um, we had to meet with everyone in person. Uh, a sales center was very crucial to the entire process because, the buyers weren't as educated as they are today. So, you know, our process of of selling a unit usually would take, you know, anywhere from a few hours to a couple of days long. And then of course that 10 day cooling off period, we were in touch with the purchasers directly, usually, you know, every day, just answering questions and helping educate. And of course, everything was done on paper. Um, so we'd have to sign the contracts two to three times and still, of course, negotiate back and forth with the lawyers directly and with the agents, of course. And now, uh, over the years, you know, we've really embraced technology. And of course, you know, we still are there to be able to provide the best service as possible to be able to answer questions. And we're still there if someone does want to meet with us daily or spend an hour sitting, you know, writing their deal. But it's a much quicker process, much more efficient process with the technology that we're able to use um, with deal signing, with uh, unit floor plan uh, allocations and, and searching through the, you know, the options available. And then, of course, ultimately signing and, um, and then, you know, when it comes down to you know, the actual, the, tech, the technical standpoint of the deal.
0: Which kind of leads me to the question about the pandemic and, and your business. I mean, it really threw a curveball to, to every industry. Um, but I think, based on what you said, how things used to be done, and then all of a sudden, you can't meet with people. I mean, that, and, you know, you, you, and people can't meet with you. So, how, how did that change the way you and uh, your colleagues work?
1: So, the pandemic really changed. And we've evolved completely from that point on. So we were already ahead of the game with technology. Uh, some of our uh, projects before the pandemic, I think if actually, if anything, we were one of the first to launch a project using a completely digital signing process, which was Kingly, so that was a few years ago in, in the King West neighborhood. But from there, we started to embrace that. And luckily, because we were used to it, And we'd started to, you know, I guess the industry started to embrace this, uh, you know, signing deals uh, virtually and meeting with uh, purchasers and their agents over Zoom calls like this one was it did take a little bit of time uh, for agents and purchasers getting used to this. But I think, you know, since we have started to be able to do this, purchasers are now so much more educated on the entire pre-construction process that they trust this technology and they trust that they don't necessarily need to come in and actually see the sales center or meet with uh, an agent like myself face-to-face to to be able to sign. So it's really moved everything completely digitally. Um, We also even integrate our brokerage presentations prior to a launch um, and a lot of the development meetings where we're sitting with the development teams, the architects, the design teams and the marketing teams, um, and do everything over Zoom calls. So it's really, really important. And it, I think it, we realize how much more efficient we can be, um, by jumping onto a Zoom call and then we can, you know, jump into the next one instead of having to travel across the city and, and waste, you know, an hour's commute time and, finding parking and everything. So I think everyone's just become a little bit more efficient, Um, you know, and and the pandemic, I'd actually almost say that we have to attribute our our recent win of the Build Award to the pandemic as as much as I, I don't want to look at a bright side of the pandemic, but we, we won because of how we were able to adapt and how we were able to evolve Um, We were actually just about to launch our project. So we'd done all of the legwork to build up our launch process and we were literally about to launch in a couple of weeks. And then the pandemic hit and we had to go back to the drawing board and completely rejig everything about the launch. We had already met with all of the agents, their purchasers, everybody was excited. And then the pandemic hit and the confidence just completely um, was very low and everybody was very confused and we had to completely change the plan and we were actually the first launch uh, the first digital launch um, to come out after the pandemic so that was that was uh, I hate to say it but we we were forced to evolve.
0: I think a lot of a lot of industries have have uh, had the same situation where you know obviously pandemic was horrible and and there's nothing uh you can say that changes that but for business it, it forced businesses to either um adapt or or go out of business i mean that was really what happened here um the other thing as you were talking i was thinking not only your toronto purchasers but you probably were able to um attract purchasers from outside of toronto because like you said instead of having to drive you know, people from it could be as close as uh, Markham, or it could be as far as Quebec. I mean, you know, who who may want may want to be in uh, purchasing in Toronto? Did you find that happened as well?
1: That's exactly right. We did, we did. We, we completely were able to now open the doors to the world, really. So before, you know, we'd have to schedule certain calls and we wouldn't be able to see each other virtually. So we'd have to send a lot of the material over to the agents and hope that they're, you know showing the right content and ex- describing the project properly. But now we can jump on and do the exact same thing. We also have, um, it's easier for identity uh, verification and for actually the process of the actual deal. Deal. We can jump on with the agents if there's translating required. We can even show them the sales center and the site itself, and take them through with the camera. So it's really incredible how much the doors have opened to the world now that we're able to do this by, by a technology instead of uh, you know just a simple phone call.
0: It is. I mean, even in uh, the resale world of uh, real estate, technology's had a huge effect. So it's it's this industry took a while to catch up, but I think it's it's you know it's. Uh, it's moving very quickly now in, in all aspects of it. In your own world, um, what are the tech tools that you find most helpful for you um, in, in what you do for, for, the, you know, for Austin Birch?
1: So we are very, uh, you know, forward in, in making sure that we're always checking out what's available, um, you know, in the industry to make sure that we're working with the best of the best, uh, the best technology and the most efficient technology. And even some of the best of the best, you know, that we we work with portions of it and we'll work with another team, for for example. So I will say that we. Um, are working with some amazing uh, teams for different types of the whole process. So, for example, we're working with Blackline, which uh, is ad hoc, And they have done an incredible job in, you know, working with a lot of the new developers and a lot of the developers around the city and sales teams like ours to um, really fine tune the process of the whole sales, the front end, the the launch phase. So, for example, we'll use the Blackline tool uh, to show 3D models or uh, the floor plans and send agents their allocation packages. So that's really helped us uh, eliminate having to do a lot of, you know, spreadsheets and back end work and making sure we have it all, you know, documented in our minds. So that's really helped us with the front end of everything. On the back end, uh, you know, we have software systems that work for our CRM pr- purposes and for the actual signing process. So that's uh, a company that we use is called Spark. Uh, and they're out in Vancouver, and they're incredible. So they really just help. Our entire back end is all documented. We can pull reports. We can see exactly what we're signing. We can send the deals out, and that, of course, lends, uh, you know, a appreciation to DocuSign. I think we can all appreciate DocuSign resale and pre-construction. Um, You know, being able to sign a deal uh, digitally instead of having to you know send the paperwork or fax something or you know email the deal over, Um, and we also that's that's more from the launch process and the deals. uh, You know, now that I'm thinking about it, from from a lot of the technology that we're starting to implement into the actual projects, the buildings themselves. Now you're starting to see the buildings even become smart. So. We're offering, you know, these great options for purchasers to have, mostly from the development team, is to have uh, something called like uh, One Valet, for example. Uh, One Valet is a system that essentially makes a building smart. So One Valet, you know, it works as an app on your phone and the purchasers, when they move into their building, they, you know, can have facial recognition. The One Valley system also will call the elevator when they're coming down the ramp from the underground garage. So it's really interesting and that's really helped us, um, you know, keep uh, on the forefront, with even our our projects as well. So not only the sales process, but also the the buildings that we're selling to make sure that they're uh, advanced in tech.
0: Wow. So for people who haven't uh, looked at uh, new construction for a few years, there's a lot of changes going on and the efficiencies sound terrific. I mean, that's, you know that that this is a wor- the world has changed to where efficiency is everything, and and it's good to see that these things have not um, been neglected by pre-construction. Um, and uh, you know it's exciting to hear these things. So I think the viewers will also learn a lot by listening uh, to what you've done uh, and what the developers are doing. One of the things I like to ask, because in my career and everybody's career, people have had influences to you know to to bring you to your best. Um, What's the greatest advice that anyone ever gave you for your career or personally?
1: Well, you know, I, from my career and for personally, I would say, I, I, I know I think probably the best advice someone has given me was to make, you know, my money work for me and to buy real estate. And, and I say this, of course, this is personally, but it's lent into my career as well because it's helped me Uh, help others to understand why buying real estate is so important. It's helped me to see and believe that what we are selling is truly a valuable asset so that I'm not, you know, in order to sell something, you know, I don't really believe that we sell. I believe we help educate and we help guide the process. So in order to be able to do that, you have to do it yourself. You have to understand and have experience. And so for me, I I bought real estate um, really young. I started you know, back when I was, I think, 19 was my first purchase. And that's actually part of the reason I got into real estate as well. You know, I just wanted to make sure that I had my license to be able to purchase a house. And so when I finally did it, I enjoyed the process. I realized and I learned about leverage and I learned how I could eventually start to build my portfolio. And then you, know, you realize and you start to understand the whole process. And so that way, when I'm on the sales floor, when I'm speaking with my teams, we're able to understand what others are going through and help them and guide them through the process. So that's really, I think that was probably the the, the stem to you know how I've evolved and I've always kind of uh, think back to that those words is to to make your investments work for you and to always you know consider starting at least with real estate.
0: No, oh, it sounds great. the 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 industry is just the beginning, or maybe past beginning, uh, to come back in in twenty twenty one. Uh, what's your, I hate to ask the word, use the word prediction, but everybody predicts. So what's your prediction for the rest of, we're now in October, the rest of this year, 2021. And what do you think is going to happen in 2022?
1: Well, <laughs> I speak to all of the agents all the time. Uh And I know that <laughs> 2021 is, you know, of course, there's going to be a couple more launches and they're going to be, they're going to do very well because they're in great locations. But I think the agents are tired, uh, and I don't mean that in—I mean that in a light sense. It's been a crazy year. It's—I think it's one of the—the uh, the most we've—we've we've seen the highest record of released inventory ever in Toronto in terms of pre-construction um, this year, and. We have, I've spoken with, you know, a lot of the agents and personally, you know, they're being pulled in every direction to perform and to make sure that they're, you know, getting their their sales done and make sure that they're getting their clients in the right buildings. And so they're, I, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, in, in, near the end of November to December, we'll start to see people starting to take some some holidays, some much deserved holidays, because they've all worked incredibly hard this year. Um, for the next year, I know it's going to be, an unbelievable year, you know we've seen unprecedented numbers absorb this year, and I think we'll still continue to see the same next year, mainly because the you know a lot of the developments that we're about to launch this year or last year were pushed so a lot of the inventory is now being pushed uh you know because of the pandemic and we're starting to see everyone you know a little bit more ready and, and able to come out with their fantastic projects so very excited to see the lineup for the next year I know a lot of them that are coming and I know I know they're they're ready to go and very excited and already getting uh good traction so uh as long as everything remains you know, everyone remains healthy, and and everything remains, uh, you know, in good state and equilibrium state as as we are now. I think that we'll see um, some some tremendous success with Toronto next year.
0: That seems to be the you know. I also talked to real estate people, and it seems to be the overall opinion is that 2022 will be a banner year. And uh, okay. I agree with you. Health. You know, everybody's healthy. Rates don't go cuckoo, you know, and, and people are ready to get back into real estate. It should be a great year for everybody. Um, on a personal level, although it is a business question, what's been your biggest success in marketing pre construction? It doesn't have to be the biggest project, but what you think is your biggest success?
1: That's so I'm gonna go a little bit of a different direction here. Our biggest success, I personally think, because I you know we're we're very people oriented. I think our biggest success is the incredible relationships that we've been able to build over the years. Mm-hmm. We and and you know the fact that we're still working with the same teams and that we have repeat business with the same developers and the same clients. And from that end, of course, and then from the other end is with the broker relations across the city. You know, there's 40,000 agents that we work with very closely, different ones on different projects, of course, but the fact that they're still loyal to us, they still want to help us succeed. We want them to succeed. Um, so I would say our biggest success is definitely these incredibly loyal and uh, fantastic relationships that we've built over the years.
0: And I think in real estate, nothing beats loyalty. So I, I'd agree with Absolutely. you that, that that's better than any project is having loyalty. Um, mm-hmm. On the other end of it is what's been your biggest challenge since you started in the business and, and what did you learn from that?
1: Well, I I don't want to jump back to the pandemic again. But I think our biggest challenge is typically, you know, when when the confidence is low, and that was a huge challenge in, in, uh, I guess, in the last few years, we, and I'm I'm sure I I share this sentiment with with others. But you know, when the confidence is down in Toronto, and, you know, we're unsure of what the future holds, it, it was very difficult. And I think a lot of other teams probably felt similarly. Um, you know, we had to, we're always working to, you know, we're, with pre-construction, we're, we're looking towards the future, of course. So we're, we're very bullish and we, we're very firm believers that the city will always continue to flourish and that will continue to grow. So, you know, it's difficult when... when confidence is down in the city but i think that that was a a short blip and i believe uh, now especially seeing this this great success this year that um I, I hope that the confidence is right back up there
0: i think you're right i think it is in this industry for sure i think people realize uh, you know real estate's such an important thing for most people and uh and toronto is such a hub for you know for the country economic hub right. um, Here's a chance to, to get into some promotion for the company. What are the projects that you're working on now coming up?
1: So we've had an amazing last uh, couple of months. We've, um, we're working with Rio Can Living, uh, our amazing team, and we're working uh, on their project uh, in, o- sorry, in uh, Etobicoke uh, called Verge. So Verge uh, was introduced to the market, I would say late spring, and it's a two-phased project. We launched phase one uh, at the end of the summer with amazing success. And now we've just launched and uh, I, I don't want to say fully sold out because we're still in the 10 days for a lot of the deals, but we've uh, done an incredible job uh, with phase two. Uh, so those are two incredible projects. We're still managing uh, our other projects around the city. So we still have with uh, Minto Communities, we have the Saint and 123 Portland that we've launched a little little while ago, but there's a little bit of remaining inventory there. And then, of course, our, uh, our clients out in Oakville. Uh, district developments with uh trail side phase one and, and phase two and then of course uh, all of the future projects that are, are set to come we work very very closely with the developers for you know sometimes up to a year to even th- sometimes two years prior to a project's coming to the market so uh, you know we're working very closely with other developers as well that I haven't named that uh, you'll see our, our uh, projects come to life in the next year
0: and I know you do a great job on social media because I've been following you know the the verge promotion uh success and um you know using social media it's critical I mean that's how people really find out about who you are and what you do so you you do you personally are doing a great job I wanted to let you know that's what I think Thank you. Oh, we only have two more questions. So let me go to the second last question. Sure. Okay, because I know we always try to keep it to a half hour. I know how busy you are and I appreciate the time. What do you think are the skills and talents that are necessary uh, to be a really good pre-construction um, marketing company?
1: That's a great question. No, it <laughs> took me half an hour a, uh, to get there. So, okay. You know, I, I don't want to define that by anything because we are sometimes so surprised. You know, everybody in our industry is a little bit of a rock star and has their own individuality and their own personality. And sometimes, uh, you know, we we... At our team, we like to try to pull the best out of everyone. So we'll kind of, you know, you learn and you learn very, uh, you know, we learn when you're in the trenches with with someone else when you're launching and when there's high pressure, um, you know, how someone else's personality can flourish over others. So we try to put each each one another to our best of abilities in the right situations. I would say ultimately, though, it stems down to, you know, a and this is gonna sound cliche, but a passion for the project. So, you know, you have to believe when you're launching a project and you're speaking to so many people and you're presenting at different brokerages and you're talking to all kinds of buyers and all kinds of people that, you know, you really truly believe in the project and that you believe that this is going to be, uh, you know, positive uh, for the city and positive for the neighborhood that it's coming into. And uh, that, you know, of course that passion is probably it's it's not something that you could uh you know you can learn. You have to just really understand the project, educate yourself and, and if you're passionate about what we do then then I think you're going to do very well in our industry.
0: And you've combined the second, last and last question and give me the answer to both. So oh, we're perfect. all set. Uh, it's been a delight, Saraya, and uh, oh, you know, thank you, you for taking time. Um, you know, it's it's always a pleasure for us to to interview people like yourself who truly love what they do because it comes across. And you know, the success uh, that you've had in your career and and currently with Austin Birch, I think you're you know you're just uh, you're a real. Uh, a uh, good example of what you can do in this business so congratulations on that on your win at uh, build oh and perhaps we'll get you back again in the future all right
1: absolutely it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today howard
0: likewise thank you so much
1: thank you take care
0: Bye bye we'd like to thank saraya yen of austin birch and you for joining us today and if you liked our podcast please like comment, and subscribe on your favorite podcast network or on our YouTube channel. If you want to reach us, you can do it one of two ways. You can reach us by email at info at rewithhd.com or on our website, rewithhd.com. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.